0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and this show also exists because of therapy, mainly the fact that I finally listened to a therapist who advised me to start paying attention to the okay things in my life. I am a person who is prone to worry. I'm a person who is prone to depression. I'm a person who is prone to anxiety, and therapy has helped immensely. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is totally online. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a little questionnaire. You're matched with a licensed therapist. And you can always switch therapists without any additional charge. Therapy is kind of like dating. You got to find the right person. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash B-E-O-K today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash B-E-O-K. The following is a true story. In January 2015, I was laying in my best friend's guest room next to my sleeping toddler. I was not sleeping because I hardly ever slept. My body was jacked up on cortisol and grief after losing a pregnancy on October 3rd, my father on October 8th, and finally my husband on November 25th. And I didn't Lose any of them. I never say that. They died. They died. Three losses in a row, just like that. These riptides, one after another, pulling me further and further out to sea. And I could see my old life. I could see all the people in it waving to me from the shore, but I couldn't get there. Grief is disorienting. And I was completely lost. I couldn't feel anything, but everything felt like too much. It was as though the world was on the other side of a thick pane of glass and I could not get through. I no longer had a job because grief had made it impossible for me to sleep, which made it impossible for me to function. (laughs) I couldn't go to a cubicle. I couldn't meet a deadline, do really anything. I had a home that I could not bear to be in. I had my child, I had my son, and he and I just bopped from city to city, staying with anyone who would have us. And I tried my best to keep it together for him. And if you have ever grieved in America, you know, it's not easy. It's not fun. Not really what people want you to do. People want you to get over it. Maybe even some people who are listening to this right now who are like, oh my God, this is called It's Going to Be Okay. That's what your dead husband told you, right? Come on, get to the hope and we will. But first, we have to go back to my friend's guest room. Because while I was laying next to my sleeping child, I was listening to a self-help book a self-help book about how to get your life together and be happy because that's what I should have been, right? Happy. I had a child. I had found love at one point. I had a place to stay. It had been three whole months. It was time to get it together and followed the simple steps in this book, which, like all self-help books, boiled down to don't feel bad ever. No bad feelings allowed. Be happy. That's allowed. Be grateful. Set and achieve your goals and then don't make any excuses. I would fall asleep around three or four in the morning with these words playing in my mind, hoping that I would soak them up in my sleep and wake up better. And oh my God, looking back, I would love to just jump in bed next to that version of myself, rip out her earbuds and tell her that the only cure for what she was going through was to go through it. The only cure for those feelings is no cure at all. It's just feeling them, letting them exist. Three months is nothing. Time is irrelevant. Happiness is not a final destination. Gratitude is not a blunt object that you can use to bludgeon the sadness out of you. I am a recovering perfectionist. I've spent years freeing myself or attempting to from the chokehold of the self-help industry and all of its promises that life can be solved, fixed, tamed. Immediately after all of those losses, the optimist industrial complex just whirled to life around me, and everyone wanted me to be better and to be better fast. And I really, really did try. I went to the gym. I put on lipstick. I smiled like everything was fine when really I was as unwell as I had ever been. And of course I was. Of course I was. I was having a normal, natural reaction to loss. It was actually perfectly fine that I wasn't fine. But the more I tried to pretend I was okay, the more terrible I felt. Now, I have nothing against positivity. I'm generally a pretty upbeat person, but toxic positivity, that I do not like. That insists that we only look on the bright side, that we focus on the silver lining even when the storm clouds are turning into a hurricane around us and we should be evacuating. It's unhelpful. It's unhelpful. It's unhealthy, and it doesn't work. Studies have shown that the pursuit of happiness can actually make you less happy. So does that mean that we are all destined to be miserable? Of course not, because are things ever just miserable? I would say rarely. I think that if you have laughed at a funeral, if you have cried at a wedding, if you have been a person in this world, you know that we are capable of experiencing a whole lot of feelings seemingly all at once. The self-improvement space is a multi-billion dollar industry and it thrives on our human desire for more, for more success, more self-mastery, more happiness. It tells us how to optimize our lives and live up to our potential, how to hack our way out of who and where we are with countless tips and tricks that could work if life were that simple. But there are no tips and tricks that could bring back my father or my husband or that baby. There was no secret to restoring the family and the life that I had dreamed of. I knew I would not always feel so horrible, but I did feel so horrible. Happiness is no longer my standard for emotional wellness. It is no longer a destination I'm trying to reach. I am no longer in my friend's bed, sleepless and listening to some enormously wealthy idiot tell me that the problem is me. I'm sleepless in my own bed playing Stardew Valley. (laughs) On my Nintendo Switch, I have a husband next to me who I love and a husband I will love and miss for the rest of my life. The baby that I had with that husband is now a large child, and he has three siblings of varying genetic parentage, and we have what we need, and we miss what we had. We aren't always happy, but we're something better, something more realistic, something more sustainable. We're (laughs) happy-ish. I'm Nora McInerney. This is It's Going to Be Okay, a daily podcast slash group project by Feelings & Co. Feelings & Co is where you can find all kinds of feelings, especially happyishness. Happyishness is so hard to say. I don't know how I even got that out. Happy-ish is my way of life. Happy-ish is a word I love. It is also the name of a new journal that I created based on my own journaling that I've done since the uh, time in my life that I just described to you and an affirmation deck that I wrote. Both of those are out today. We have a special deal for you. We will link that in our description. The team here at It's Going to Be Okay is Megan Palmer, Claire McInerney, Marcel Malikibu, Michelle Plantin, and myself. Big thanks to our assistant, Katie, for all she does for us. This episode was mixed by Amanda Romani and produced by Megan Palmer. You can find all of our work at feelingsand.co. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.